Every tongue in inner Elenai talked of Ela Wanton. Within a night, she was the talk of the town, Ela Wanton, the officer. She saved the girl. Isn't she a ward? She's different. And she knew exactly who beat the drums for her because it had reached the right ears. However, she was not in the headlines. A full-page interview of Dalip Raj featured in every paper. He had declared relief funds for the kins of dead. shared his condolences and assured justice as a personal promise she was at the hospital that afternoon patiently waiting with the folded newspaper lying on her lap her head was somewhere else she had stared at the red balloon rising high she had stared till it had burst into a million clots to ensure she was not seeing things it could have been from one of the many stalls around but she had a separate distinct memory of that balloon The type of explosive used was as rare as a diamond indicating that whoever was behind the blast wanted to be sure that the stage was brought down a nurse peeked in looking at her dreaming face and invited her inside ila left the newspaper on the bench and followed the nurse the guards were the same and so was the smell but this time silva seemed to be doing better she looked at the shriveled balloon still hanging in the air the women in the chair was still sitting as she was previously feet tucked under her hips and staring at the book in her lap raham silva welcomed ila with a crisp smile he watched her stand purposefully till the nurse perched his bed up his burned scalp glimmered under the white light as he rose with the bed ila hooked her foot around the leg of a stool and dragged it under her to take a seat close to his bed staring him straight in the eyes Funny isn't it? Sometimes you are the victim, sometimes you are the assailant. Silva spoke without any anticipation. One hing is for sure. Sympathy can be harvested on both sides. Do you, Ila Wanton, feel you are a victim? He asked. I know people like you who are so dying to sacrifice whatever they have for whatever they want. You love lacking a safety net, don't you? The blast at the annual meet she said i'll help you be both at the same time the victim and the assailant he said changing his amiable expression to a grave one you look great in the papers but newspapers are dishonest don't you agree ask me i have a first hand experience he spoke and then humped as he agreeing with himself he had his share of criticism as a rogue opposition to the government of both elenais He was an ultimate anarchist. Why did you do it? Ila continued her line of questioning. Silva closed his eyes in exasperation. What makes you think I did it? He asked. Besides, even if you think I did it, I'll die of old age because before you can catch me. She was there. Ila pointed at the statue's girl. It's he said, she said. and nobody claims the responsibility for blast anymore those days are gone you want to know a funny thing look who's on the front page for all the wrong reasons you should be held accountable by every elenian for the loss of life instead here they are celebrating you the room went quiet silva's troubled breathing echoed ila in you i see the future of elenai our last piece of elenium why do you want to help me ila asked 
You are a proud ward and the state is proud of you too. But don't you think the time for inner Elena has come? How about setting bigger goals or higher in this case? He said. He felt the pause crippling her. Maybe it's too early to talk about it. No, tell me about it now. Ela insisted. Silva had her now. I know you and your struggle from the ground up. I know your ma, he said. Tell me about a desire. Ela was not surprised. She prepared her answers. I believe that the uplifting of one is impossible without without the uplifting of all. I don't want to hear that. Silva interrupted her distastefully. He stared deeper into her eyes as if he was catching the calmness of the water just before a fish struggled at his hook, causing ripples. Met Ajit Roy. He will be your campaign manager, he said. 1 2 3 Hundreds of pairs of hands went up sideways and down in unison at a guard's queue. The rest of the guards strolled down rows of inmates spanking their batons against the bottom of lazy inmates. 13 14 15 The army of goons in sweaty maroon uniforms turned around in any unsynchronized way at the whistle. Jung too twisted his ankle with manly grace and stretched his hands out. Veins popped out of his bulky arms and sweat dribbled down his sideburns. 15 14 13 He stretched his hands up above his head and took a deep breath. He was the exemplary inmate who was made to stand at the front so everyone else could follow the steps. Now that they had turned around, it seemed like he was following them. Many of them were still watching him over their shoulders to avoid the baton. He studied Shehzad at the back of his line, his lean posture readily stretching without any effort. From the back, he scanned till the front. Gurdan Singh was missing. 3 2 1 A gun was fired at the jail perimeter. Like loud slaps, the bullet echoed. It stopped like the inmates did and a burst of bullets rang again. In a minute the main gates were flung open and a couple of guards were dragging in what looked like a beggar in rags. They kept on dragging him to the isolation chamber. Jung looked closely. There he was, Gardan. Jung quietly finished his meal, dumped his plate and was moving back to his corner in the courtyard when a guard hollered at him. Jung he called out loudly with a plate in his hand take this to your friend in isolation he ordered Jung took the plate off his hands and quietly walked through the yard passing inmates playing games that they had devised out of pebbles he turned left and followed straight until a guard on duty stopped him he simply showed the plate and the guard signaled him to slide it in through the crack in the open door here the guard barked and banged his hand against the cell door You know what is ridiculous and disgusting? Your friend here tried to escape his 3 month sentence. Trouble, trouble, trouble. He taunted as he inched his baton towards Chung. I have to eat the same shit as you, he added. Chung bent down to his knees and slid the plate in. He looked back up at the guard who was staring out of distance but was surely listening. The doctor wanted me to ask if your wound is okay, Chung said loudly. 
Hey! The guard yelled. Get lost! He pushed him with his boot. I don't think you'll want to upset the doctor, officer. Jung spoke in a calm tone. The guard sighed and raised his baton. Especially when a beautiful nurse is accompanying him. Jung said with one hand shielding his face. What are you blabbering? Nurse? Beautiful woman? Shut up. Must be the doctor's wife. Why would a doctor marry a nurse? Jung said. Because she's beautiful, the guard volleyed back. She had no ring on either hand. The guard stood silent for a moment and then asked Jung to leave the plate and follow him to the doctor's cabin. Warden wants the plate back at the washing counter. Fine, I need to be somewhere. You take your plate and no trouble. He warned as he walked around the corner. Jung sat down near the cell door and pushed the plate closer to Gardhan. How did you know it would work? Gardhan asked. No guard with a family eats at Dark Hope. Besides, he's quite a renowned visitor at the brothels in Sectory, Jung said. He kept his eye on the corner where the guard had disappeared around. So, how did you do that? I guess you already know, since you've been keeping track of who eats where. But it doesn't matter now. The opportunity's gone. No one's getting out now. It is impossible. Jung pulled the plate out of his reach. Tell me anyway, he said. Every month, same trash is thrown out in a ditch outside the prison walls. Trash like broken plates, which happens a lot, sharpened spoons, table legs, zipper and hooks, doctor's waste too. Anything that can be used as weapon is taken out by one guard and one inmate helps him. I happen to be at the right place at the right time. But wait, it struck to him late. Why did the guard say that he was serving a three-month sentence? He asked Gardhan and noticed his uneasiness instantly. Gardhan tried searching for his plate but fumbled. Look, you have to stop being an inspector now, Jung. Don't you get it? They gave you what they thought you deserved for being a ward. Even Ela Wanton didn't take your side. I don't know about that. All I know is I'm an innocent man and I deserve to be free. So, well, I know when I'm being poked in my rear. And I'm not going back to the hell of a cell. I'll... Both of them fell silent at the approach of the footstep. The desperate officer was back. Stay there, you. He cried from a distance. Why did you lie to me? He raised his baton again but instead kicked Jung's guts. Jung rolled on into his other side. She must have left, he said and grabbed the plate to leave. Get out of here, scum, cursed the guard. When Jung was at the corner, Garden called him out. Do me a favor, Jung. Shoot me and set me free. In an unassuming corner of an unaimed, dimly lit restaurant in Sector C, a tall and heavy man with cropped black hair, wearing a thin red-colored cut-sleeved sweater over a white shirt, sat at a table with his hands crossed. His jaw was shaped like a crocodile's, his overbite prominent. He was waiting for Ela Wanton, one of the prospective candidates in the race for the governor's office. Either the confrontation or the weather was making his skin sweat in gallons. Yet his composure bellied none of his nervousness. He had managed the Leap Raj's campaign until he was not needed there anymore. He had worked for other candidates who had fired him for their shortcomings. 
but out of job for years had made a serious dent on his repertoire but now it was time to scrub the rust off he fashioned himself as a man just helping a friend and not seeking revenge the restaurant was empty except for a waiter who had not bothered him for a while he quietly resumed his contemplations his gaze was squinting at a flower vase placed in the center of the table fresh pink flowers peeking out of it he typically wore spectacles for his far sightedness but it was his practice not to use them at first meetings it hurts his confidence he believed he told himself he was not a man looking for a comeback he was there to just assist in lenders expertise ila arrived late very late ajit looked at her long blue gown under her coat and her disheveled hair he had a strong hunch that she had spent the evening calling around inquiring about him and his reputation and then finally decided to show up anyway he walked her watched her walked in closer and closer until she passed him he coughed hello he spoke in a softest voice i'm looking for mr ajit roy ila inquired i am ajit roy he smiled alone don't you remember this face no really If you mean the overly sweaty guy who seems like someone who might own his disruptive place where nothing works then yes she said I'm Ajit Roy and I do not know any of this place except the drink in this glass sit please he spoke with a damp napkin in his hand he dabbed his face and hair with it when Ila turned around to take her coat off the waiter who was close by ran up to her and assisted assisted her with the coat He gave Roy a look of repulsion and ran around the table to take their orders. Another glass from me and the lady. Thank you. Just water for me, Ila said. The waiter left swiftly. You really don't know this face, Roy asked again. Ila neglected him by staring at the waiter who was now arri- arriving with two glasses on a rusty tray. So, what do you do? She asked him once the water soothed her throat. How to put it? his mouth scrunched up his lips looking like they were tied up into a butthole by a rubber hand i advise i remind people of reality when they are damn sure you're damn wrong i meant what do you do for a living manage campaigns in outer elenai he lied i heard you used to work for our governor ila said once upon a time roy spoke about before he swigged down the glass how long have you known silver she asked is it relevant roy raised his brow as he spoke he mentioned your name said ila i know roy replied stop this interrogation that's my first advice to you he spoke and leaned back in his chair his belly covered in red wool popped out like a donut he's a criminal ila said on what basis he breaks the rules all the time everyone knows that If you let a thief make the rules then thieves won't remain thieves anymore. Am I right, Miss Wanton or Mrs Wanton? said Roy. If we are all thieves then I guess we shouldn't trust each other, Ila said, and it's Miss Wanton. Good night. Ila turned around, reached for her coat's pocket and tossed a crumpled bill on the table. She was about to get up when Roy grabbed her hand. Sit. He said with a face so grave that even a charlatan would have believed him. Ila glanced at Roy's hairy knuckles and then at the waiter before she took seat. You see that guy, that waiter? Roy spoke. He works for Silva. 
first move he made when you stood up to leave was not to clean the table not even to collect the money he turned to that corner that's where the phone is now he's not a lip reading genius but anyone could tell how the meeting went if they see you storm out ila sat patiently her eyes looking at roy but staring at the waiter hash out a fair deal with me miss wanton and i'll help you get selva he lied again let's talk business then ila said not before i have another drink roy smiled and signaled the waiter his drink arrived and so did the time to unfold his presentation he spoke for a while with an occasional sip of his whiskey from data to history to failures to success he walked her through everything like he had planned the problem miss wanton is not that you are a ward problem is that you are a woman roy spoke freely now that he was fairly dosed under the magic of the spirit the conversation had arrived at ila's weakness in being a woman was first on the list i'm the chief of police am i not and i have done the job well blast riot chaos anyone can say that they did an excellent job said roy he was circling his finger over the mouth of the glass when it struck him he was circling his finger over the mouth of the glass when it struck him he started smiling and shortling dalip raj appointed you as the chief of police right he needed no response so he continued who was standing beside him when he pinned that extra star and the emblem on your shoulders ila too broke into a smile she shook her neck it was me who advised dalip raj to appoint a woman see the mistake most candidates make when they start a campaign is to dream that they can win each and every vote from their vote banks the thin margin between victory and defeat can only be crossed by vultures who scavenge on what other candidate have left behind do you remember this face now okay you impressed me now what about taking down silva ila asked trust me there will be a lot many years to do that once you're the governor of inner lni with a seat at the committee i can even take him down for a traffic violation she said sure how much will it cost me ila asked how much that's what he was there for he smiled his biggest smile in years his real smile the night was finally his the game was afoot he picked up a paper napkin and scribbled on it it did not work he jerked it aggressively with his pudgy hands i fell in the broken fountain on my way in he admitted i know i'm watching from the cafe across the street ila said and they laughed together here chief roy handed her the napkin he registered the hesitance on her face 8 million was a big amount don't worry silva has agreed to cover for you i can't take it i don't even know what he wants from me she said returning the napkin advice number 2 miss wanton said roy as she stood up to leave when provided with an opportunity to turn money into power don't just take it snatch it with both hands ila smiled at him